Network Radio. This week's show is a journey into consciousness, working through the wonderful trance mediumship of Mick and Sylvie Avery, with wisdom brought through by spirit guide Gregory Hay. To find out more about their work, you can visit www.spirit-teaching.com. Welcome to the show, Gregory. Thank you, Ian. It's nice to have you here again. It's always a pleasure. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank you, sir. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What I thought I'd do um, on today's show, Gregory, was continue on from where we left off on the last show, where we were talking about um, the, the UFO um, cover-up and also, um, you know, disclosure as well. So just to give our listeners a uh, feel, what I was talking about last time was that there was an uh, announcement from Buzz Aldrin who mentioned that... Um, well, basically, he quoted that we should go boldly where man has not gone before, fly by the comets, visit asteroids, visit the moon of Mars. There's a monolith there. A very unusual structure on this little potato-shaped object that goes around Mars once in, in seven hours. When people find out about that, they're going to say, who put that there? Well, the universe put it there. And if you choose, God put it there. So I guess the question is, um, you said that you agreed that there was monoliths on um, on this moon, and you also mentioned that there was monoliths also on on Titan. Is that correct, uh, my dear friend? No, what I actually said, dear friend, was that uh, there was an orbiting moon. An orbiting moon. Yes, around Titan, which in fact is a craft. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's even more interesting. Wow, it's, it is actually a hollow uh, orb. You understand. And it is uh, very large. It's the size of um, approximately uh, in diameter to do with about an eighth the size of Titan itself. Okay. So, so who put that there? Well, it was built. It was built? Is it, is it manned now? No. It's not manned now? No. So what, what purpose does it have there? Well, my dear friend, it was a, uh, I understand that it was actually a craft which was used for uh, survey work. Okay. So by a civilization that was based on Earth or from somewhere else? No, no, from elsewhere completely differently, yes. Oh, okay. It's, and it actually has a very certain shape as well. So it's like a man-made made moon, Really? Yes. Yes, and if you look at it, dear friend, it actually has uh, what appears to be two halves. It's like you can actually see the scene. So, what was it used for? Well, it was, I understand, used to uh, explore uh, different uh, apparatus, different places uh, within the current physical universe of which you are a part. Can you go into detail about the race um, that, that actually constructed it and, and used it? Not really. Not at not, this. Time. Not really. Uh, are they? Are they still around? Uh, no, I don't believe so. No, okay. it's a past event. You see. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, just leading on from that, there's 
obviously the UFO field can be very murky on the internet. There seems to be a lot of disinformation, misinformation, yes. and, and also a lot of truth as well. And there was obviously there's some special interest groups that don't want this out. So therefore they probably post a lot of disinformation around to try and muddy the waters. That is very uh, true. Mm. So yeah. there's, there are some people that class themselves as whistleblowers and they're people that either worked in the military, um, NASA, um, or even secret kind of government, government projects. Um, and some of them claim that there's bases on Mars or even bases on the moon. I mean, do you go along with that? Or is that something you can't go into? Well, it depends, dear friend. Bases by whom or for what? Or bases that humans may have even travelled to. Well, my dear friend, to begin with, human beings have not as yet, as far as I am aware, ever managed to manipulate themselves or their uh, organisms into being able to cope with the vast expanses and uh, desolations of uh, the planet of Mars itself. Mars has been uninhabitable for a very long time. Okay. As far as human beings are concerned, within the present generation. I am saying this, however, that of course human beings have been through three cycles of events. Uh, the last ev- cycle of events uh, happened over a period of uh, approximately 2.3 million years. Are there any bases on Mars? Is there any structures on Mars that are not um, rock or organic? Yes, yes. The problem, my dear friend, that human beings have at this present time is that there have been pictures and that kind of thing of, of so say, structures which were supposed to have been or purported to have been built upon the planet of Mars, uh, which uh, actually look as though they are uh, similar to uh, some human physical structures as have been made upon the Earth. The point to remember is that some of these, in fact most of these, are actually taken out of context manipulations uh, to do with the actual fabric. Um, Part of this is this disinformation situation. You have to understand that this works both ways and in many different directions. So there are many people who wish to uh, aggregate the disinformation to make it so that Human beings on your side of life wishing for freedom of speech and information are actually fed ruses, fed uh, different placebos in order for them to hatch completely the wrong dialects of and interpretations of what are actually taking place. Um, There's been photos of um, monuments that look like the pyramids on on Mars and also a very famous looking face that looks humanoid. Yes, I knew that. But actually, that's just seen from one particular angle. And in actual fact, the actual face itself is supposed to be uh, no more than uh, 1.5 centimetres long. So, so there's, no moon, there's no pyramids on Mars then? I have not, as yet, seen one. Not one. Even through all of the dust that exists there. Okay, okay. The, the horrendous storms that also perpetuate that particular planet, as well as the uh, quite gross magnetic and um, 
manipulations of uh, the whole gravitational field upon Mars as well, which appears to be creating even more havoc because it's not continuous. It's, it fluctuates so much that enables that you have uh, debris that at one point is stable uh, suddenly becomes uh, fluid as though it is just moving around the planet. It's extremely a volatile place uh, for um, anyone to settle on, yet alone uh, those of human destiny. I would have to say that they would have to be extremely well prepared for such a mission. And it seems at this present time such an ab abhorrent waste of money okay. to actually move through that kind of situation when, in fact, there is a whole planet of Earth so beautiful and in need of restoration of the gem she is. I mean, I think the same school of thought are the same people that are, are saying there's monuments on Mars are also saying that there's monuments on the moon as well, on the, on the far side of the moon. And there, there seems to be a lot of people, um, or testimonies, should I say, suggesting that when they went to the moon, that they were being watched and the astronauts actually see UFO, had UFO encounters. Um, yes, I understand that. And in, in actual fact, my dear friend, that's a truth. Uh, that is not just a a, uh, a giveaway or uh, whatever. Uh, 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 yes, it's in actual fact, friend, that the, if you look at the pictures which were taken from the various different uh, uh, vehicles that they have been travelling in, that there are many pictures indeed of uh, very many different kinds of vessels. Some, I believe, are more than five miles across. Yeah. So, I mean, is it something that you can go into to describe who these beings are? I mean, are these, are these friendly? Well, some are, yes. I, I cannot say that yeah. all are. Uh, the, the thing is that for human beings, you have to be so very careful of what you interact with. And in many respects, my dear friend, uh, in whom you encourage to come be with you to... Uh, uh, to enjoy your own energy in that way. For there have been many such encounters whereby human beings, in fact, have been quite at odds with the entire situation. Uh, I'm not talking about abductions, per se, but most certainly there were many situations of a large number of people who were uh, not indoctrinated, but who were actually... Uh, given uh, various forms of uh, electronic technology implanted uh, within them uh, for the f sake and favour of having um, gifts, their gifts of spirit suddenly materialised. And this is in fact uh, well recorded and documented, I understand, in certain situations. And indeed, we have encountered those ourselves and have had to try to help various families within those given situations of exactly how they can possibly or potentially extricate themselves from these kinds of um, situations of mass interference. Mm. Well, I get the impression that there's, there's friendly groups that are here to try and help us move forward as, as a race, but there's yeah. also a group here that are kind of in... Uh, alignment with the more negative, um, self-serving groups, if you like. 
Yes, yes, and they are really largely, by and large, governed by uh, the raptor races. And uh, it, although, thankfully, you don't actually have any present at this moment in time, they are very close. And they are the beings that you really have to be careful of. Are these the beings that um, I think David Icke mentioned as the reptilians? They are a form of, yes. Uh, they come not from the same stock as those reptilians on the earth. In fact, because, of course, that was an indigenous situation of cell uh, mutation that happened over periods of millions of years within the cycle of the earth. So naturally, if it's something which happens on a genetic scale throughout the universe, then yes, there are certain breeds of raptor who have a similar mm, cell structure, similar uh, body um, presentation, if you like, but their chemical variant can be completely different, purely and simply because most of, or if not all, actually are inherited from completely different planets which come from um, very diverse accompaniments of chemical and biological uh, state and mutation, purely from their own home planets, depending upon where they are from. And there are over 500 different species of raptor at this present time. Yeah. That's individual species, not necessarily their subspecies, and how they have broken off and formed into their own uh, relationship groups. Well, I would imagine even within, within each species, you're going to have good and bad. If someone was to come to the human race and analyse us, it would be quite um, harsh to say that all humans are barbaric, when quite clearly quite a lot of us are actually quite good, aren't we? So I guess you've got that same situation in any species. Yes, I, I totally agree with that statement, my dear friend, yes, absolutely. Except for the fact that actually in some raptor races, uh, and they number probably more than 300, they tend to have little or no feeling, or rather an absence of emotional content. Yes, no, I, I've, I've done quite a lot of research on that, and I, I do understand that that they yeah. don't have the um, emotions. Um, are they very psychic as well as a race, but lacking emotional feeling? Well, it, um, psychic, that depends, really. They're very manipulative, mm. generally, and uh, actually only generally have one particular avenue of uh, upon their horizon, which is, in fact, to just take, to just take and conquer however that enables them to be yeah. um, manifest. And I suppose you could say as a spirit being having a, a, a physical existence yourself, dear friend, that that may even in itself, its own statement, make various spanners in the works as to how then this such a being could be ratified, as it were, by the energy of that which is God to say, well, how can you unleash such a thing within the whole cosmos of the universe? when in actual fact they are clearly uh, beings up to uh, virtually 90% uh, of mischief and um, actually just looking out for their own gains and their own needs. The point is, how, however, that you would see in the wild state of your own uh, planet that there are many beings who actually 
they don't necessarily know or realize why they are behaving the way that they are, but they just simply do because of the organics and the chemistry and their instinctive natural behavior brought about through the mutation process and simply because of their uh, ability to uh, manipulate at times the different forms of environment that they may be living in. And exactly the same, dear, dear friend, exists within these different beings too. Mm. So the, the picture I get is that there are many um, um, friendly um, spiritual, um, very spiritual, highly advanced, not to say that te- being highly technically advanced is actually spiritual, but I, I think there's... Um, there's a harmony that, that comes with being spiritual and then using technology in a spiritual sense rather than using it in a pure materialistic sense. But I get the pitch that there's there's groups here that are having invested interests in either keeping us uh, safe from these beings or maybe here to help us evolve. I mean, what what do you feel the picture is? Yes, I would I would concur with that, my dear friend, to a certain degree. There are certainly those present around and uh, about the earth, as I had said previously. There are actually many, uh, many, many species at present who are relating in one way or another to human, to different human events and other human beings. So that this means to say that there are uh, vast differences, yes, of course, between different races, but they still appear to be in exactly the same way as you would regard ants or grasshoppers or whatever it was, other beings within the species within your uh, the mutation process that has happened upon the earth still exist throughout the entire universe. And many different beings regard one another in the same light. So you're either food or you are friendly or that you are something of an adversary. So the situation is, of course, that we have present all three of those groups. So the situation has to be that you take great care with whomsoever it is. Now, there may well be, dear friend, for you as human beings in living in a physical world, that what you experience is in fact uh, perhaps a certain loving, beautiful vibration from some alien being who does not necessarily announce themselves or maybe announces themselves in a certain way, doesn't necessarily mean to say that that will be the organic compound, the organic structure of who they really are, does it? Part of what you have to do as a human being is use your discretion, is use your ability, clairvoyance maybe, or maybe something more than that. You have to be able to test whatever is coming out, whatever is being broadcast or created in communication, it may well be all divine love and flowers and all of that. And they may say all of the right words for intonement, oh, there is a really loving being and a, a great and beautiful light. Yeah. And still be deceptive. <laughs> that's, that's correct. Yeah. Same as humans, really. Yes, exactly. Manipulation. Mm. And for some Whereas you may have a very important rationale within yourself because you've tested it so so well and everything, but I'm talking about that you have to be able to test it for a period of years, really, mm. in order to fully understand and evaluate whether these different situations are correct or not. And I am merely simply suggesting here that that is something that 
tends not to happen. Human beings just rush at it like a bull at a gate, hoping that it will actually break the gate. Uh, the point is that this situation can at times be very detrimental, at times can be very beautiful experiences for the human being, for the consciousness, and all of that. Maybe obtaining wonderful and beautiful healing, divine light. Yes. yes. States of bliss. Yes. Quite so. Can you elaborate on what happened in 1947 around the Roswell incident? Elaborate, my dear friend, is simply to say that various uh, situations, I understand that it was um, two uh, uh, different uh, craft structures had um, basically crashed. Yes. And was so that, that doesn't mean to say, friend, they were bad pilots. No. It's actually that they were uh, suffering because, I understand, their, uh, the mechanisms of the craft that they were in, uh, one in particular, had broken down. And it meant that they were actually then subject to Earth's atmosphere. Yeah. Which was, in fact, uh, uh, not the right chemical structure for them to uh, uh, cope with. So it wasn't brought down intentionally, because there's, there's been rumours that it was either radar or brought down intentionally. No, I understand it was actually because the, the, uh, the being who was at its helm uh, was sick. Right, okay. It was so, sickness. So did that, because there's also um, other stories that go on to say that they actually retrieved the bodies of these... Um, ETs and you know and they were taken obviously to uh, an air force base or whatever it was it was all covered up by saying it was a, an air balloon um, a weather balloon um, and there's also other rumours that say that actually quite a lot of our technology that we have today was re reverse engineered from those those ships uh, yes in, in part yes um, I understand that there are there are also other uh, situations, not straying from this point, but just simply adding to it, that actually a piano was first uh, uh, created from one that was actually found. A piano? Yes. What do you mean? Uh, many, many hundreds of years ago. Oh, I uh, see. A keyboard uh, right. in, in that structure was actually found from a vessel which had uh, broken which had crashed and broken, you see. So they kind of learned the harmonics of, of the universe and tones and, and stuff like that, that to create music. That, that it was actually a structure that had already been built. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, and that they, it was actually found uh, during certain um, situations, yes. Yeah, because the, the, around, the, around the whole Roswell thing, there's also lots of, um, you know, suggestions that the, the government at that time went into some kind of uh, bargain saying that, you know, if you could give us loads of technology, then we will allow you to use our citizens um, and abduct them for your own kind of research or your own, I don't know, genome program. Yes. And, and lots of people were abducted, weren't they, in, in America? Yes, yes, that is true, and are still being abducted. Yeah. The point is, this was not a, a we'll allow you uh, they didn't actually have any choice okay. over the matter. And uh, the point is that uh, much of the film, uh, the film situation was fake. Right. 
was not a truthful film. You understand? When you say not f- the film, what film do you mean? Sorry. I, I'm talking about film that was then issued and found afterward of these events was actually not truthful film. Oh, see? okay. Right. Oh, I mean, you mean the biopsies, do you mean? Yes, yes, yes. Right, it yes. Just, uh, structured. Yeah. So that it would uh, then, it's part of the disinformation. Yes. To understand. Yes. So this is, by, this is by a species that we would call the greys on Earth. Well, one part of that you would call the greys, it, it isn't actually. The greys actually come in many different forms. Understand that there are some 36 different species of greys. Do, do they have an issue with their genome? That they, they actually need our DNA or they need our... Uh, do you see what I mean? They need us to help them in not some way. Particularly, not particularly. It's actually because they don't actually have a home planet. Right. It's destroyed. Okay, so are they, because there's also rumours as well, and I hate to say the word rumour, because obviously I I can't really substantiate any of this. It's it's stuff you research, um, and some say that the greys were kind of almost like enslaved by the raptures, if you like, and they're almost like a a, a robotic kind of race, really, in a way, in the way that they, they act. Well, my dear friend, there are others, as I say, there are other greys who are, uh, completely different. Uh, some stand at some uh, seven feet and are as thin as a stick. Hmm. Yeah. Almost like what the film Close Encounters at the end, when those those aliens turned up. Ah, yes, but that's much. That's quite a distortion, friend. Mm. I'm saying though, uh, much much thinner than that, uh, like a pencil. Right. Uh, the thickness of a pencil, and uh, simply because the planet of which they are a part uh, was actually uh, had a completely different uh, structure of atmosphere and also different structure of uh, the 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 way in which uh, the, the the magnetism of their planet uh, worked so did not enable them to form thick bodies but rather thin ones yeah and it's incredible that they can survive in our atmosphere in in that way yes and i understand dear friend that uh, many in fact have been cited as um, uh, particularly in desolate places or in uh, places and situations which have innocuous overtones really uh, tend to be places of uh, that are in a sense remote or that not that many people actually go there or yeah. visit those places uh, that many live i understand in the ground, yeah. in caves and that kind of thing. I've taken to those kinds of experiences, really, simply because uh, it's their safest place. It's part of the reason, too, why there are certain areas which appear to be off-limits to human beings. Hmm. I mean, m- most information around this subject is very compartmentalised, and it seems that um, there's people at the, the very top of the very shadowy kind of... Uh, groups that know about this but you get the feeling that you know like even people in governments who may be running the show may not know the whole truth or may not know yeah I mean would you agree with that of course not yes quite so Uh, but that's of course because they're elected that's correct yeah they're elected Um, (laughs) that's correct but I mean there does seem to be a push um, this year anyway um, towards disclosure and there's a lot of people doing work on that and 
and I mean, do you feel they're making headway on that? Do you see? I'm not making a prediction because I know you don't do that, but because you, you base yourself on facts. But do you see, uh, from your biggest perspective, that there could be some kind of dis- disclosure in the near future? Well, my point is, my dear friend, if you have sixty thousand people who see one event, you cannot simply explain it away as a um, a previous satellite coming back through the Earth's atmosphere when it's actually five miles wide. Hmm. Uh, it simply is uh, ridiculous. Hmm. And for people who are right-thinking to actually acknowledge that they have seen something, even if it's one person, there you are alone uh, looking at the night sky or maybe driving your motor vehicle and you happen to be uh, just uh, in an isolated stretch or whatever of road and that you see whatever object that you see is not something that's an illumination of the mind or manufactured purely and simply because usually they are situations that happen outside of your present mind, present a train of thought, your consciousness. So it means to say it's not an illumination which comes from fabrication. It's a fact. And that's exactly the same as what happens to you within daily life. If you see an orb or whatever, I'm not straying from the fact, really. I'm just merely using it as an illustration. So then, within this situation, this whole context, we can see most clearly that part of this needs to come from communication. It's very, very good that we see so many people on your side of life using the modern structures of media technology that then enable you, each and every one of you, with your love, with your fondness for openness and creativity and expansion, that you should use that in a fundamental way to create knowledge, to create pathways of illumination that otherwise you would simply not detect Mm. or that would go by you. Uh, Thankfully, dear friend, you are not living in the time of uh, 1720 or 1723, when I was last upon the physical earth. At those such times, there were times of very limited excursion, very limited minds, and people of uh, really wanted to keep it that way. Mm. So at this present time, friend, I have to say, what you have to really do is it's a struggle for you. It's a struggle for you to maintain that openness. But maintain it, you must. Yes. Fast, you must. Yes. Yes. I mean, this kind of leads me on to the British government um, at the moment are releasing um, a whole raft of um, documentation um, on UFO encounters, and they've just released a whole new batch as well. And it's you know it's quite interesting that they're doing this, but whenever they report it, they kind of put a very negative. Um, spin on it you know a very sceptical spin on it um but in terms of what the british government are doing is is amazing compared to what the americans are doing they're, they're very tight-lipped on this subject and i know i've read a lot of blogs by americans and they, they they envy um the european people that their governments are actually releasing stuff albeit that it's still slanted with a sceptical kind of eye um we just sort of discussing earlier um about that there's a there's a a scenario called the Rendlesham Forest um, UFO encounter that happened in Suffolk in 1980, I believe. 
and um, that's just recently come out. Now, when that first came out, it was a massive incident because there was reputable military personnel there from um, the UK and America, and it was even taped as well, on audio tape, and you could hear the, um, the officers' voices. They were describing what they were seeing, and it was completely genuine. You could hear it. You could hear the atmosphere, what they, the fear, the emotions, what they were describing. Um, but now they've released it, they're kind of slanting it that, oh, someone's come forward and said they were making a hoax on it, they were flashing headlights, that kind of thing. And it was just recently broadcast on BBC uh, News, I believe, last night. And I think they were doing a pretty good job of trying to poo-poo the whole thing. And they kind of um, underestimated their last guest, who completely went against their negative slant on it and was very for that this was a real scenario and they were you could see that well from what i understand they were shocked that he was literally um agreeing that this could have been a real event and from what i understand they kind of binned it and it hasn't been on the air since so i just yeah. wondered if, if you had any more information on that from your vantage point well my dear friend i i have to say that there have been uh, very many soil test samples of that area after the event and subsequently, and that it actually threw up uh, some very different um, calculations, some very different um, signposts, if you'd like, far beyond what was actually expected at the time for there not to be an event. So that meant to say then that even though some parts of the uh, piece have been either redacted or have been uh, uh, moved or, or displaced, in a sense, simply uh, with some very important parts taken out. For example, I understand that uh, not only was it uh, that these different beings, these different people who were involved in it, uh, military people who uh, actually witnessed it, but they were also able to touch as well. And this had meant that they were fully cognizant of what they were made of, that it was in fact of no material of a like which they had ever encountered before or since. Uh, the is also uh, a situation statement of fact, if you like, that with regard to this is not the first time, is and will not be the last. There are many situations, uh, both within the physical vehicle of the Earth itself and interactivity with you um, as human beings, physical human beings, but also within many other different situations um, to do with, for example, interactivity with aircraft, with um, different situations, altercations with pilots of very many different kinds of aircraft. Uh, the Wendelsham situation is just simply one of many. I am so pleased in many respects that the people who were involved in it were so reticent and uh, really argued the point as well uh, to do with all of the facts which surrounded it. Yeah. So what's the, what are the true motives of um, you know, the British government releasing these files? I mean, what do they aim to achieve on that? Well, they're trying to uh, make it diminished are trying to make it so that it actually means a lot less. So it becomes, in its final estimation, uh, to be um, made like a child's thing, so that 
these people, even though they are well cognizant, well versed militarily, actually know nothing. And so uh, ply upon this whole facet that even these minds can be duped into thinking that they've been in the presence of something they can't understand when in actual fact nothing was there or existed whatsoever is a, a ridiculous ploy for those who are in seats of power on your side of life and present government to, uh, to feel that that would work. I simply do not understand it as a spirit entity, uh, first and foremost as a spirit having my existence at this present time. Although I have to say, I do see it almost every day within many different minds on your side of life, how they would try to ridicule one situation because they favor another. Hmm. So basically by releasing this information, they take the mystery out of it. So they're kind of putting it to bed, if you like. Hopefully that's the point, yes. But they're releasing it at a time where you know, the, there's a huge uh, momentum building in disclosure where more and more people are like thirsty for this kind of information and people are not fools anymore, are they, on this subject? So there's an awful lot of researchers now pushing for this to come out properly, you know. Yeah. I agree, my dear friend, but perhaps you should tell them. <laughs> well, tell the government. <laughs> to be listening, dear friend. Yeah. I, I think that it's very much a case of wrong-footedness and ignorance on the mm. part of many people uh, for their uh, thinking that simply by releasing this, then it will actually uh, just simply go away. So I guess one of the things that a lot of people think, and, and I, I think this too, is you think, well, if there are good ETs out there and we really want this out in the open, then why can't one of them just show themselves and then, you know, lots of people see it. And I know, actually, why I'm saying that, I know that's already happened in Mexico, where, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, have seen many UFOs up in the sky. Yes, and um, Phoenix, too. To and the certain. Phoenix lights, that's correct, yeah. But I guess what you want is in a, in a country like the UK, you know, to sort of peer over London, you know, in rush hour, and then everyone look up and go, ah, that's not a weather balloon, that's not swamp gas. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But... Yes. In, in Mexico, they seem to be, it's just, they're quite blasé about it now, aren't they? It's like, oh yeah, we see UFOs all the time. Their, their government doesn't really cover it up as much as anybody else's. No, what would be the point in covering it up when half of them have seen them themselves? Yeah. It would be like the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. So, a lot of these sightings that they're seeing in Mexico, I mean, are they... ETs that literally are saying, look guys, we're here, we want you to see us. You know, we, we've got a vested interest in you, you know, knowing that we exist. Or yes, absolutely so. No, yeah. that's the point, really, uh, within that particular group. Yeah. That's not necessarily meaning that it's the same group that are interacting throughout the planet. That's my yeah. point. Just wonder why they can't come here, into the UK. Yes, after all, there, there are surely a large collection of people who would, uh, given an appointed time, be readily happy and willing <laughs> waiting to be able to greet it by then. Yes, yes. Yes, I understand that. But the point is, friend, it's actually too dangerous still. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I know that um, there's obviously, uh, you know, there's military interests that do not want this to come out and they will attack and probably c cause more harm to civilians um, by doing so. I mean, th this actually leads me on to something else as well, and that's the crop circle um, situation, because 
every time I've been down to see the crop circles, we've experienced helicopters that come in and fly over the formations. And um, a photographer who was with us took a photo, and there was no markings on his helicopter. It was black, but it was, it was, there's no markings on it. And it just seemed that every time we get, we go there, the military or the you know the air force seems to be taking an interest in these things. And you know, like I say, I know that some could be fake, but I've, I've done some research, and there's a really good DVD that I watched a couple of weeks ago with some very good scientific evidence that yeah. was really pushed. Uh, the envelope towards being ET created or not of this earth or not by humans anyway. Yes, I understand that. But the point is as well, dear friend, that you have to understand as well that these situations are, sometimes they are created by those in the spirit world. And oh, really? they Yes, and they use uh, plasmic balls to do it with. Wow. That's, I mean, that's just as good. <laughs> yes, yes, quite so. Uh, and I understand then people would say, well, why don't spirit materialize to us? Mm. Well, simply because oftentimes it's very, very difficult to do that. Mm. You have to understand that when you live in the physical world reality, it's of a certain specific vibration. And for us in the outside of life, it's actually very difficult to move to that vibration so that we can be seen, which is why it is that we use plasmic balls or uh, some other such apparatus that allows us to perhaps show just a small part of ourselves because it takes a great deal of energy to mm. be able to do that. Yeah. And sometimes I understand that uh, different groups are able to use and manipulate certain conditions to do with electromagnetic and uh, various forms of uh, wave technology that exists purely and simply because of the uh, gravitational field of the Earth and mixed with uh, various other conditions which have to be just right and just so at that particular time. Is that the reason why they're all around the sacred sites of you know, Wiltshire, Avebury? Because um, yeah. they're very sacred sites, aren't they? With a lot of energy there. In the main, my dear friend, it's actually because uh, of the fact that the, uh, the ley line activity is very evident. It's very much on the surface mm. in those particular areas, as well as it is in other, in a sense, sacred sites throughout the planet. The, the point is that this is not just one anomaly uh, going on in one particular area. It is something which is repeated. Yeah. Uh, and that is the manifestation of its repetition, you see, yeah. purely and simply because uh, what we tend to you do is use it by the creative forces which exist already. It's part of the reason, friend, why at times when viewing such objects as this, you will see, in fact, that there may well be small plasmic balls within the area just moving across the crop or whatever, uh, perhaps maybe at three feet in height from the ground or yep. some such thing. Mm -hmm. And these balls of light have um, uh, are part of the structure which is uh, inherent in creating them. Mm. That's right. People have seen those. Yes, and it's not, but it's not just to say that these are created by the spirit world only or primarily. It is also a part of the manifestation which is enabled by other groups as well, mm. uh, other groups 
who have uh, who use the universe just like their own um, village, if you like. Yeah, but there does seem to be a purpose to them. There doesn't seem to be anything random about them because the, no, the, of course. Yeah. Yes, yes, of course, my dear friend. Uh, really, because they are uh, subjected to very specific numbers. They are subjected to very specific uh, diametrics of uh, specific heavenly bodies or patterns of uh, displacement, uh, particularly to do with uh, various passages of planets and also their moons or different star systems, which have to be uh, particularly involved, purely and simply uh, because of the dynamics of it as trying to illuminate something which is as, how can I say, more intelligent because it exists within very many different numbered and fractioned numbered uh, uh, status so that it's in a sense uh, to do with part of the uh, geometric and geophysical uh, stress of the planet as well as uh, other parts of the universe of your present dimension, so general locality. Mm. And it tends to be echoing uh, different uh, facts to do with your own planetary awareness and surrounding, and also its moons and various other planets to do with the solar system, as well as other planets and stars in close proximity. Yes, that's what I found. They do seem to be a roadmap of um, what's... Um, could be what's happening within our own solar system um, it's almost like waking people up to a new level of mathematics um, it, it seems to be that's what I'm saying, it's like a road map helping us, guiding us to a higher state of consciousness in a way yes in a sense or, or at least a higher a, a different state of learning I would prefer to call it that yes uh, because in actual fact the highest state of consciousness that you can illuminate to has to be your own pure spirit and to see yourself in that divine purpose. That doesn't mean to say taken over by egotism, but actually related to as a factual evidence of the purity which exists within you, which can be found within every being. That yeah. would only bring truth and love. That would only bring absolute light and joy and bliss to the state of life. Yes, yes. So, going back to um, I'll sort of talk on disclosure a bit now as well. Um, I mean, do you? Do, I mean, do you see that's something that, as a race, that we are imminently working towards that to bring to bring the close, disclosure out? I mean, it, because the way I see it is that it would certainly heal a lot of wounds. I think for our history to realise who we truly are. And we, can, we can't actually do that unless we know there's more, there's other beings out there that are actually part of this, our cosmic family. Yes, I understand that and have actually been in existence the same as your good selves for such a long time. Uh, that's part of the point, really, I believe, uh, that, and perhaps really uh, part of this also comes within the difficulty that people have within their own reticent energy, within their own uh, concepts of themselves, particularly to do with being stuck upon the earth and being just fixated by it. Whereas, in fact, human beings really need to look to the whole of entirety of the 
actual nature of the universe that you live in at this present time. Mm. Because you're actually a part of all of that, too. Yeah. Well, you've only got to look at as far back as um, Egypt with the, with the pyramids and realise that we were a, a cosmological race back then. You know, th- those things were built for the stars, weren't they? The way that they're, they seem to be mapping star systems or the, the knowledge that went into that somehow suggests that we were a very advanced race back then compared to what we are now. Yes, and that was uh, just, well, between uh, four to 3,000 years ago. Yes. We... Perhaps maybe a little more than that. But uh, the point is, though, that that had only been in the last cycle of the human race. It, it in fact, had been that the human race had encountered it so many times before. Mm. Uh, that's the point, really, out of, out of its whole and entire th- five million year history. Yeah, but I guess the whole UFO thing is a dirty subject because if you come out and disclose it, then all of the secrets that have been hidden for all this time and been keeping people enslaved, if you like, yes. may surface. And there's obviously you know, a lot of people there that do not want that to happen, so they're going to try and keep that lid on it as of much course. as possible. Yes, my dear friend, of course, if you look at all of the different uh, constraints which are held within religious thought and theocracy, you will see, even within uh, the minutest errors of theism, that there are many different dialects which would actually uh, simply blow into dust. Yeah. The merest mention of other races beyond your present knowing. Correct. I mean, just to backtrack a little bit, because something just popped into my head, and that was the the Phoenix Lights um, uh, experience, was because that was a huge craft, wasn't it? A huge triangular craft that was seen by many, many, many people. It was many miles across. Yeah. I mean, similar. I have to say, dear friend, extremely similar to ones which were uh, observed from various spacecraft. Out in the uh, in the near the near universe, if you like, uh, of uh, the planet of Earth. Yeah, and the, many of those were were actually uh, observed at that time too, and they had a kind of a different uh, pulsar uh, as though kind of uh, in, intermediary um, power base, mm. which actually works as a sort of a it's as though it's creating its own propellant using its own uh, magnetism and uh, force fields of uh, being able to attract energy to it and then repel it. I have to say, dear friend, if you looked at uh, various kinds of organism which live in the sea, you will also see a similar kind of expulsion of energy which drives it along, which comes from the centre of its being. So you're saying that the ship was organic in some way? Yes. It was organic? Yes. They are. They tend to be organic. Friend. Yeah. So that the ship is a living entity? Yes, friend. It's, it's got its own consciousness. They tend to be that way. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what is the origin? Of, I mean, we, we've got um, a habit of saying that these are Syrians, these are Pleiadians, da 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 But, I mean, 
where would that come from? I understand, dear friend, there is a certain race that um, has a, a, an understanding of this kind of, I won't say technology, because then that makes it look as though it's something which is engineered by other races of different minds uh, and intellect, therefore um, meaning that how can that then be a structure of organic compound or organic life if it's already been manipulated by others. Purely and simply, I have to say, dear friend, because it's been uh, created through uh, many different forms of help. That doesn't mean to say these organic craft actually have uh, spirit as such. So do they have humanoid... Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Although they may have in as much as the earth has a spirit and the sun has a spirit. So to do all or many other planets, they're not just configurations of rock and crystal. So the, so the ship itself is organic, it's, it's its own uh, entity. So you wouldn't have humanoid type subjects on there like us wandering around on there. It may, no, it, it would do. It would. Yes, of course. Yes, okay. of course. yes, my friend, what I'm saying, however, is that it's, it's as though you actually grow it in a dish. To ah. begin, you see, and yeah. is a collection of cells, and you have primary cells, which are uh, uh, cells which are creating and teaching and learning other cells to grow into different parts of it. Oh, okay. So I guess they can you control the ship through their consciousness, can they, for their own thoughts? Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's empathy. Yes. Yeah, so because there's there's theories that these craft go into the sea. There's bases in the mountains as well. Yes, yes. Um, so these are not uh, necessarily extraterrestrial. These are races that are actually living here as well. Yes. Yes, we're sharing our planet with other beings, and we just yes. don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Yes>. God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, my dear friend, the point is that uh, the part with the organic craft is uh, not something which is um, generally uh, aware of or known within the physical circles of life, purely and simply because you're still struggling with Dolly the sheep. So that uh, simply means that that kind of uh, organic compound is actually a very difficult structure physically to augment, to create, and to manipulate into a satisfactory way for your uh, known outcome. The point is that within this technology, it's not that all craft are made that way. Some are made in very different ways. I, mm, there are particular races who um, are, in a sense, very good at doing this, and that that's the center of their ability and technology. Incidentally, with most of the situations, for example, of raptor vessels and that kind of thing, they tend to, most beings in the universe tend to uh, uh, obtain their uh, technology from similar sources or from the same source of perhaps three to five individual races who whose sole practice has been to do with this work. Yeah, sure, sure. So with us as humans, you know, slowly um, 
destroying our biosphere and, and our environment and stuff like that. I mean, if they're here, wouldn't they want to get involved in help as well? Or are they kind of just letting us get on with it to see if we can actually grow up and sort it out for ourselves? Well, there's partly that, my dear friend, but uh, the point is, if uh, if there became a mass exodus of the human beings from Earth, would it then mean that it would be restored back to its natural beauty, or would it just be left to rot? Um, it depends entirely upon whether you think or feel that the Earth would be able to recover sufficiently. I understand, however, that within the situations of uh, other species and their interaction, where, whether they are maybe waiting for you to annihilate yourself so that they can simply walk in and take it over at a convenient point in time, remains to be seen. There are some, particularly the raptor folk, who would dearly love to be able to do that. Remember, their manipulation is always to do with their agenda, which is of a type and form that would be beyond your concept presently mm. at, this, at this time. So there are many different conditions here whereby mm, human beings may well uh, resonate uh, their loving frequency and energy toward others from um, the physical side of life or ultra-terrestrial or extraterrestrial. However that manifests itself from whatever dimension it comes from. It may well be that in any number of those beings want to see you succeed and maybe they will not interfere or uh, make themselves known en masse, partly because it would instill mass panic among a large section of your community. That may be seen as a good thing by some people, particularly those within conspiracy who would think that actually the there are certain sections of your community who would like to see your population drastically reduced. Hmm. That, however, still does not align to the massive pollutions which human beings are still creating uh, at this time with almost limited or no um, exterior uh, demands upon them. So that unless you actually pull this in together and uh, create a, a place where you say, no, this cannot happen, then in many respects, other races are still watching to see what human beings are actually going to do. Do they really have the strength of character to save themselves or are they as weak as many other races suspect? Yeah, well, it's, it's a case of being hypnotized, isn't it, really? Yes. It's like being in a, in a bad dream where you're trying to talk to somebody and they just can't hear you, they can't see you. You know, it's, it's that kind of frustrating. And every now and again you see someone who's got a light on and it's, oh, it's someone else who, you know, who kind of believes a similar thing. I understand that. Yeah. Yes. But my dear friend, my point is that to all of you, dear friends, if you have a grounded opinion, something which has benefit of fact, and information which is uh, relevant and uh, necessary, then you have to speak it. Don't speak of it if it is something which is nebulous and you cannot grasp, because that will simply alienate you further from those who do not understand. They'll just think even more so 
that you are barking up your own tree instead of the one that they happen to be sitting under. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's that's very very true. So you yeah. be very plain speaking. You have to be able to take on board people who are not understanding, who are not adverse to all of these different situations. You have to be able to give them uh, plain speaking facts, not illumination, myth or magic, but something which is actual, factual and works. Yeah, but the way it works though is that if you was to have a very intelligent man or woman with a PhD, stick them on an alternative website and get them to speak the truth, you will see hundreds of negative comments claiming that person's a complete wacko, right? Put the same person on a mainstream media channel and everyone will believe it is gospel. I understand. <laughs> so that's the problem we have, don't we, really? It's... Yeah. But my point, my dear friend, is you have to keep uh, the situation with film. You have to keep the situation because you have an amazing opportunity within your lifetime, never, ever within the human destiny has there been ever such an opportunity for human beings to take control of their own lives. Mm. It is a matter for you to use your mouths, your ears, your eyes, your voices. Yes. And, and that truly is what an awakening is, isn't it? Awakening it's, from the dream and yes. realizing who you are. Yes, wake up from your dream that is either a nightmare or that is either a mystical imbalance. Yeah. Help and be counted and understand you can and must make a difference. Yeah. Not that you won't or you'll sleep through it or that you'll come back and have another life some other time. Because none of that is going to work if you don't have a planet to have a life on. Yeah. And that is the truth of it, then. No, I, I totally agree. And, um, I mean, that that's a, a great way to end the show there um, tonight, Gregory. Brilliant subject. Well, thank you so, my dear friend, Ian, and uh, I uh, love and thank you from the bottom of every extremity of my being. Thank you very much. How do I beat that? <laughs> thank you to you as well. God bless. Thank you so love and light to your blessed family too, friend. Thank and you. And to everyone else who may ever at any time listen to this. Be aware. Be great. Be beautiful. God bless. God bless. Thank you very much. If you would like to book your own personal reading with Gregory to find out about your own soul journey, then please visit the graphic banner underneath the show. Or visit www.spirit-teaching.com